Hello there. Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast that brings you the news roundups every single week. You know, we're all busy, but we all love Star Wars, so we keep you up to date. We worry about the details so that you just got to tune in and listen to the high quality jokes, which of course come thick and fast. This is a Star Wars Celebration London Special. What's Star Wars Celebration? 2023 over in London, Europe. Any good? What was announced and what did we think of it? But before I bring on the host with the most, I'm just going just gonna to tell you about this for two seconds because, of course, Spark Rebellion has been a little different for the last few weeks. We have the Mandalorian Review Podcast, which is available directly here within the Spark Rebellion feed, if you're a regular listener. But also, if you were to search for things like the Mandalorian Review Podcast in your podcast app of choice, you will see that that exists as a separate show. So it's part of our Nerd Podcast Network, which is where this podcast, Spark Rebellion, and some of our others live. So if you've been enjoying that, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what we can do. And... Just to tell you as well, we'll be back to normal business as usual because coming up this Wednesday, of course, we have 19th of April, the end of the Mandalorian season three. So we're going to be back to business as usual. BAU, as they call it in boring meetings, next week. Spark Rebellion will be back with the news roundup next week. But like I said, we did hit Star Wars Celebration for one day last Saturday over in London at the XL. And we're going to round up everything. We're going to round up what we thought of it and whether or not we would go again. Plus, we're going to dig into what was announced. So without further ado, let me bring up the man, the myth, the Padme cosplay you wish you'd never seen, the wonderful Mr. Gary Aylett. All right, Shagger? <laughs> hello 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 dude hello listener you like that one i like that one mm. good one it i'll get that one mm-hmm. i try yeah you do try which i appreciate what are you eating nothing he was eating something this is bs don't let him fool you we are recording just after lunchtime so i could be finishing up a bakewell tart i'm smashing down a pomegranate seed because i'm dieting I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying I am. Bit well tart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it sometimes, eh? I love a bait well tart. I love a bait well tart. Tell you what we didn't get at Star Wars Celebration. Bait well tart. Because the queues were just that big, which we'll come oh. to in just a second. We'll do the usual, mate. I know we've got a short, bit of a short recap episode today, but um, outside of watching Mando, which we've reviewed in this feed... What else have you been doing, Star Wars? Out, out, out. Out, out. Uh, no, I've just been um, catching up with The Bad Batch mainly, so I'm, I'm all done with that. There were two oh, episodes you? left, yeah, mm. that I had to watch the uh, the two-part finale, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And um, oh, my son my son was banging on at me, not last night, the night before. He's like, Dad, when you get Jedi Survivor, I'm like, here we go. Can I uh, can I have a cheeky borrow? And I'm like, dude, I'm not sure I'm getting it, mate. On launch it at least. And he's like, what? So that did not go down well in uh, 
in this Star Wars house, let me tell you. So I could be under a bit of pressure to get that. I'm not sure yet. Um, mm, but that I did prompt that. me, though, to go and have a look at some of the deets and some of the extended gameplay because um, they invited a bunch of uh, content creators to get an early release of the game, play for about an hour, I guess. Nothing too spoilerific. So they're all on YouTube at the moment, so you can go and check those out. And, uh, yeah, it does look... <sighs> More than anything, the mini-map could be sorted. So... That could be enough. I'm not sure. But See, you've been a little bit miffed about it. You're like, oh, yeah, they've recycled some of the uh, animations and whatever. You've sounded completely nonplussed about this entire thing. A little bit. A little bit. But that was when they just had that very early 20-second oh, teaser, go. wasn't it? Just one second. <laughs> Let me tell my Spotify that there's a change of tune coming here. But the thing is, though, with that with that change of tune, yeah, here we go. Has it got splinters in your ass? have you, Gary, sitting on that fence? But the thing is, <laughs> there was only 20 seconds of teaser, right? And it didn't really show anything. No customization, no planets, no map. It was literally just a little bit of combat gameplay, and you could tell that the, the assets were just very similar or recycled. Yeah. yeah now yeah. that we've had a bunch more videos out there and some people giving their, their, their verdict, you can tell that there's a vast amount of stuff in it that is, is included uh, above the original one. So I'm still undecided, still splinters. I get that, mate. Uh, well, we spoke about this, a Star Wars celebration, which is probably a good place to start because they, they were, well, Cameron Monaghan was there the day after we went on the Sunday, I think. And, um, and then they released a lot of footage as well. I think another trailer, the final trailer. Um, we, we said it while we were there. It's expensive, man, like minimum 60 quid for the console. And we're both game passers. You know, we're both, we were talking about this weekend. I'm, I'm just game passed up, so are you. We know that it's going to be on EA Play within six months, you know? So it's, it's because everything is. So is it, it you know, it, it, for the deluxe version, is it is it worth the 75 quid or am I going to wait six months? Like, it doesn't matter how good it is. I ain't spunking 60 quid on it. Not because I don't think it's going to be good or because I don't want to play it. I can't wait to play it. But why? When? Why would you, you know, why? Just wait. Just wait the six months. That's my sort of adult yeah. viewpoint on it, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm on board with that. But the trouble is there's no definitive release radar for those sorts of games coming to Game Pass. So I think the original one, Fallen Order, I think that came after a year. I'm even all right with that, though, 10 mate. months or a year, I don't know. I'm all right with that. Horses for plenty, horses. Yeah, yeah. plenty to play, mate. Plenty to play. Doom, probably. Probably. Doom 64. But we, I told you, on Saturday, Crisis remastered. Oh, dude. Classic. That first one, Crisis game. game. God. Remember the first time you started messing with the suit abilities? It was like... It's meant. This is amazing. Yeah, you still love yeah, it. Yeah. You still love it. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> Star Wars celebration. So Gaz and I headed down to Ashtag LDN last week. We went down Friday the 14th, had a few jars in Shoreditch, and then we went bright and early, about half ten, over to the XL in London for Star Wars celebration on this Saturday. We actually had three photo ops booked, didn't we? We had uh, Mr. Ewan McGregor, we had Hayden Christensen, and we had the man, the myth, the legend, Apollo Creed. Uh, Carl Weathers, which I will call him once and once only. And that is it. It's done. We got a photo with Apollo Creed. And we <laughs> saw a few other people as well, which we'll talk about in a little while. So we had a few things planned, but we didn't... I don't know about you guys, but um, I wasn't that fussed about like booking into panels or trying to get in the lotteries or any of that stuff. For me, it was very much a turn up. 
see what was going on, see what was announced, get a vibe for it. You've been before, I'd not been before. Um, and just to get a vibe for the thing, we're no stranger to conventions or conferences, you know, whether it's geek stuff or whether it's industry stuff for us at work. Um, so we sort of knew what to expect in that regard. Um, but it was, it was first and foremost, it was, it was busy, man. They reckon there was sort of 60,000 people there any given day. I'm not sure it was that busy, but it was very, 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 very busy. Um, so first of all, like just a general a roundup, you know, the, the whole experience, end-to-end, getting in there, how busy it was, the experience on the floor. And then we'll talk about some of the specifics. I want to talk about the um, accessing the store. I want to talk about the photo ops. I want to talk about some of the um, some of the live stage stuff that we managed to get involved in a little bit, some of the celebs that we saw. Um, but general consensus, man, what was, the, what was the general feeling across the whole day? Mm, so the general feeling, I think you and I were, were shared on this, was... It was it was great for one day, but I think anything more than that, unless you had really mapped out and planned and got all your got all your panels in and all that sort of stuff, one day was enough. <laughs> it was definitely enough for us, and I think that just it all leads back to the the the, the stuff that you plan beforehand. Because I I was part of a, a couple of Facebook groups that had been set up months and months in advance, but especially in the last month or two, there was thousands of posts every day with people saying, oh, I've planned to do this panel, I've planned to do this. And, you know, so for those people, they made the most of it over like three days, four days, whatever. For us going for one day with that sort of chilled approach to it, we were just like, okay, we'll go and check out these stalls and then we'll go and get a drink and we'll do that. The only commitment we had, like you said, was the photo ops. So around that, it was just soaking it all in, I think, and, and just appreciating the the time and effort that a lot of cosplayers had gone into and uh, and that stuff. So more people watching and, and taking it all in. And for me, um, and, and for you, I guess, that was probably the, the best way to do it, especially if this is your first celebration, because there was conversely a load of posts with people saying, oh my God, it was so busy. I didn't have time to do this. I couldn't do that. And they were so stressed because of that. So we just were like, yeah, we'll just chill and go and check it all out. So overall, dude, a great day for me. Very, very cool. But due to the number of people there and everything, it was one day was enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same, man. It was, um, I'm not a big crowd guy, generally. I'm always the guy that I'll buy the fast track because I'm just, I just can't do queuing. Like I hate it. I just can't do it. I get very impatient um, and I don't necessarily like big crowds of people. So I think it worked well for us because we got an Uber down, we got an Uber back, which I think was a big part of the day for me. I know it seems really silly, but you know, if you were to sort of top and tail your day with lots of queuing and pissing about trying to get there, it would have just, I think that would have soured the day a little bit um, because that would have been quite challenging because the, the, the transport links aren't very easy. So I think that was a big burden off the shoulders from my perspective, just being able to not worry too much about that. Um, I didn't mind the busyness inside to start with, it was, it was, and it quietened down towards the end of the day because we were on a late photo op with Hayden Christiansen, um, which the, the show closed at seven, but we, we our, our photo op was, was what, uh, 6.30? Um, so it, it was, it was better at the end of the day because it was a little bit quieter. So that was quite fascinating. But I think generally speaking, like I said, it was a great experience. It was nice to be around people like you and me people that are way more into the cosplay, way more into the kind of the fandom than we are, even though we absolutely love it. It was nice to 
be able to chat to people and to, I know, you know, we're not big chatters to strangers generally. I mean, we do have a bit of banter, but you know, it's not like we're spending hours with them, but you know, you could have good conversations, just passing chats with people in lines, you know, we were lining up for a reprint and we were having a bit of banter. Um, with a, a couple of guys and, and that was quite interesting so but I echo the sentiment one day was enough like I didn't I think and we said it at the time like it's almost like when we go to our industry events you you know you get a, if you're not working you get like an hour to go for a brew whereas we didn't you know we, we did this full day and except for maybe an hour where we sat down or half an hour sat down waiting for head and where we got a bit of food and we got a bit of drink we were pretty much on the go all the time. Whereas I think if you went for two or three days, you'd be like, right, I'm going to do this panel. I've got the lottery. I've won the lottery. I've got these photo ops. Um, and I'm going to go do an hour at a pub or I'm going to go do an hour at a, in my in my, in my my hotel. Um, and I'm going to, you know, so I'm not going to do like a full day every day. I think that's how you'd probably cut it. But I think for the one day, it was plenty for me. It was plenty. But over overall, I really enjoyed it, man. I think it was... It was well worth the trip. Um, mm-hmm. so what, one of the things that made it worth the trip for me is so as you walked into the Excel on the right-hand side, there was all the merch booths, there was all that sort of stuff, a lot of nice props, a lot of third-party props like the droids and um, the Atats and the Ray's sort of junkyard, Jakku speeder, um, all, all sorts of things, you know, lots of lots of props. Um, left-hand side, you had a lot of merch. Right-hand side, you had a lot of merch as well, a lot where the photo ops were. But the big thing that was on the right-hand side as you walked in was the big live stage, the celebration live stage. Um, we saw a few people on there. We saw Anthony Daniels in passing on there. We saw Billy D in passing. Um, we saw Filoni and Favreau. We were, we were at the back there watching them on the screens for a little bit. And in person, you know, you could see them on the stage. Um, Kyle Weathers, Apollo, we got over there. Um, as well but the big one we were pretty close and we got very lucky we got into the live stage sort of a it was a bit of a panel that wasn't a panel it was a a, the the live stage panel for the Ahsoka crew Um, so you had um, who was who was in there Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, Natasha I forget her surname and Rosario Dawson who play uh, Hera Sindola Ahsoka Tano obviously and Sabine Um, which was really really cool man I really enjoyed that so that that was the live stage element of that do you think that was sort of a because there were people that had stood there at the front all day, man, you know, and didn't move. We said that before. Like, did you have enough of the live stage? Was it too busy? Was it not busy enough? Like, how did that feel to you? Uh, yeah, the live stage was a funny one because that was a case of you either made loads of time in prep to get there. If, if you wanted to be near the front, at least, and get a, a decent view of the, the people that were on stage and so on, you really had to dedicate a, a pretty decent chunk of your time, I think, to making sure that you knew when the panel was going to start and having to be like being at a festival, you know, if you want to get down the front, you have to, you have to be there with plenty of time and, and be there. And uh, so I think from that perspective, again, if you'd pre-planned that and you knew what you were doing, then that could have been amazing because they were literally just arms reach, just sat there, the, the stage extended out into the middle of the hall and, and it was all very cool. So I think from that perspective, it, it was very cool. But for me, um, the the audio part of it could have used a bit of a, an upgrade, I think, because I think if you were sat round that middle part of the stage and so on, you were fine. But for people like us that are on the outskirts, and we weren't too far away from it, really. We're talking like I don't know, a couple of hundred yards. Um, the audio was very very difficult. They didn't have any speakers or anything towards the the outer part, so nothing was facing outwards either. It was sort of like a little amphitheater that they created, and it was. 
Like we were, yeah. I bet the, the difference between where we were for Ahsoka and where we were for the Carl Weathers and, and so Carl Weathers and Ahsoka are very similar, but where we were for the Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau compared to those two, if you look at the kind of radius, I bet we were only 40 yards further back, maybe even 25, 30. And we couldn't hear a thing for Fav and Filoni, whereas for the Ahsoka stuff and the Carl Weathers stuff, we could hear everything. Um, so yeah, I think you're right because it was so busy that you couldn't, you just couldn't get any closer because there was 5,000 people that had spent all day there. You can only get to the edges of it. Um, so I think you're totally right, man. I think a, a way to just, you know, just an outer rim of speakers that were just pointing out the other way would have given so, people, so many more people, such a bigger experience of that. Mm-hmm. Yep, defo. Just, a, just um, yeah, like you said, a, just an extra sort of PA round around the outskirts bit would have been so cool you get it from an organizational point of view you want people to be crowded around the stage but i think from that perspective you knew that there were going to be thousands of people anyway so you just account for that and put some extra speakers in but otherwise it was cool you know it was um it was cool to be in the presence of some of those people as they were talking uh of the upcoming projects especially that they're working on and so on it was a good it was a good vibe you know and yeah, just being able to hear them would have been nice. Yeah, I agree, man. All right, people that we could hear very closely were the people that we shook hands with and we had some photos with. So let's talk photo ops. Um, Ewan McGregor, Peyton Christensen, Apollo Creed. Uh, we did Apollo first, Ewan McGregor afterwards, who was filming uh, a new movie. So he actually, very, very, very late on, on the 11th hour, everyone got an email saying, no handshaking, uh, there's going to be an R2-D2 between you. No hugging, this, that, and the other. And um, then we had Hayden Christensen at the end, who they, they were trying to enforce... Well, they weren't trying to enforce it. They said the same thing about him because he was doing photo ops then with Ewan McGregor as a duo. So I think they didn't want anyone to pass anything to Hayden Christensen. Um, and then, you know, that go to Ewan McGregor and, and, and shut the filming down. Um, for, for me, it was the the process of the whole photo ops was fantastic. It was very, very quick. I know you've done them before. It was my first time as doing, you know, paid for photo ops. I normally just bump into celebs in random places. Yeah. That's where I hang out. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, no. yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was, for me, it was very well organized. It was very well put together. The lines went down quickly. It was all very in and out. I didn't, but at the same time, like I didn't feel rushed. Um, so let's talk about the first one. Carl Weathers. Both in there together. Uh, man, he was just fantastic. He loves the fans, doesn't he? He was very chatty, shook hands a couple of times, had a bit of banter with us. You know, he just had a bit of a laugh with us and, and was very appreciative of, 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 I think, the thanks that people were giving to him. So, um, Carl Weathers was a fun one, dude. He was great, wasn't he? He was so cool and chill. And uh, we noted as well, we both noted when he came out on stage before we went to the photo op, just how good he looks. Right? Oh, he For does, it. man. For his age, I, I don't know how old he is exactly, but he must be pushing seventy now, right? He must be. He must be in his mid to late sixties now. Nope, he's seventy-five years old. Oh my god, he's seventy-five. Well, he looks sense. better than I do yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say he looks better than most, than most guys. You know, um, oh, it's unbelievable because that makes sense. Because thinking back to like even Rocky Three or something, he was probably pushing his foot yeah but he looked so good and then when we saw him in that photo op he was um he was just really smiley and relaxed and chilled and i think that gives off the whole vibe to the people running it as well and the photographer like when everyone's just chill and stuff because sometimes you get that 
that person who's running the photo up who's just like, right, next. Yep. Piss off. Next. And it's a little bit sort of um they're you know, very military in style. So yeah. this was just like, yo guys, yo. Hey, <laughs> two of you, huh? Hey. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah, it was You know so my cool. friend Rocky? <laughs> no. No, it was great. Jeez. He was you're right, he was like Uber Bant, wasn't he? He was like, I take on two of you. Like Yeah, all right. <laughs> Uber Bant. Yeah. He he was the best one out of the three for me. He was just so nice and and, and relaxed and stuff, so and friendly. And because some people can be uh you know, not not say names, don't know any. But some celebs can be a little bit offish at times. Yeah, a bit frosty. Sort of yeah, a little bit. But also, he wasn't. That takes me to the next one because I got that vibe a little bit from Ewan <laughs> McGregor. I just got mm. that he was a little bit tired. You know, like I get the, the the no handshaking thing, but when we queued up for that, he, I mean, granted, he called us brothers. He was like, "All right, thanks, brothers." You know, which was cool. Said hello and all that <laughs> stuff, but he wasn't. He didn't have the same chat as Carl Weathers and Hayden did. You know, he, he, I mean, and he, I don't think Hayden Christensen said a lot, but he seemed a lot more genuine with it. Um, might be totally reading into that, but it was. Uh, it was. It felt more transactional with Ewan McGregor than it did with Carl Weathers and even Hayden Christensen. Um, so, what did you make of the Ewan McGregor one? Ewan McGregor one was was cool. Still, it was it was great to see him, obviously, and it, it, to uh, to see how short he is. Yeah, I thought that as well. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? Not that he's not that he's made to look. Um, crazy tall or big on screen or anything like that but i just had in my head that he was way taller than that and i don't know why um so yeah it was but yeah like you're right he was a little bit frosty i, th- I think maybe that whole thing the, the little posters they had where like you said the rules that they spat out like you know no handshaking yeah all that stuff maybe that created a little bit of a you know bit of a barrier yeah a little bit yeah um so yeah i don't know but still cool just a little bit more a little bit more on the frosty side. Agreed, man. Still, yeah. like I said, still cool. Hayden Christensen was badass, so we went in there and the woman literally stood right next to him. I was like, yeah, no handshakes. And I went up and he put his hand out to shake hands. And I'm like, what do I do? All right, I'll shake your hand. Like, he was and he was pretty genuine. You know, I think I even said to him, like, you know, really glad you're back, you know, doing this sort of thing and back in the franchise. And he was like, oh, you know, thanks, man. Stuck his arm around both of us for the photo, which was very, very cool. Um, and then just, you know, a big thanks towards the end. So he was really good, man. I said to you before, like, he was a big bucket list one for me. Like, Anakin's one of my one of my favourite characters and just, I've always thought he got such a bad rap, Hayden. And he was just, he seems just a nice guy. So I really enjoyed the Hayden one. Um, and I think mm. for me, the ranking of like, not necessarily the photos, because they're all great photos, but in terms of like the experience, it would be like Apollo Creed first, then Hayden, then Ewan McGregor. Um, but with the caveat of, Hayden's probably like the bucket list for me. Um, so, yeah, did you enjoy the, uh, the, the Hayden Christensen one? I did. Yeah, that was back to back to friendly form with Hayden. And it was, it, that, was a, that was a funny one to me as well because the, the people that were running it um, were very, very adamant, weren't they? They were very much like making it clear to you, no handshakes, no hugs, Basically, no physical contact. Don't don't get carried away. And um, then and the fact that he was the one to outstretch his arm to you to shake hands and do that, as you said, is uh, it was so amazing because 
I think a lot of times it's you often get the feeling that it's the it's the actor or the personality that's stipulating those rules, and you think, wow, okay, um, you know, they must be, um, you know, they they must be saying to the organisers, I don't want anybody near me at the minute. I don't want to shake hands. I don't want. But it was clear that it was the other way around in this case because he was not fussed one bit. You know, no. So you could understand if you put your arm out and somebody sort of hopped in like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's one thing. But for him to do that was amazing. And he was really smiley and friendly and and just like Carl Weathers, really, just you could just see he was nice. He was just happy to be there. He was just happy to be there to chill with the fans and, you know, and have a little crack. It was very cool. Maybe that's the reason why Ewan McGregor seemed a little bit frosty, you know, because you got the feeling that he was there because, you know, it was a 15, 25 grand day for him 50 mm. grand day whatever his fee was plus the photos i don't know but the other two it was like yeah these are yeah the i get that these are the i do guys. get that actually that's a great mm. point yeah that is a great point but like, last last point on the photo ops um the cost of them i think it cost like 560 something like that maybe 600 quid for all three of them a lot of people i'm in the same groups as you complained about the price of them i get it because you can go to other cons and they're much much cheaper um but I'm always of opinion that like, if you book to go to Star Wars celebration or somewhere like that, it's like going to Disneyland and then complaining about the price of a drink. Like, you know, you know that it's going to be an absolute pain in the ass and you're going to get screwed because everything's higher price, which we'll get to in a little bit on the merch side of things, because everything's more expensive at the, a big con like that. Of course it is. Of course it is. And it's, was it? <laughs> Was it expensive? Yes. Was I annoyed by it? Actually, in hindsight, no. I thought I was because when we spoke about it on Tobacco Rebellion before, I was like, I'm not paying that. But then it was fine it, because it was like, why would you not? Am I going to go to another con? Probably not. Any, you know, why? Because I've seen the people that I want and I was going there anyway. So it's sort of, do you know what I mean? It's like sort of this balancing act. Yeah, it's expensive when you go, oh my word, 200 quid for a picture. But it's not. It's 200 quid to be able to tell these stories and to have that tale to tell for the rest of your life and to tick something off your list. And do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. And um, before we knew about the location of the next one, even before that, we were like, chances are we're not going to get out to, because we knew it wouldn't be in the UK or Europe, the next one in 2025. So we thought it's probably going to be in the US somewhere. Chances are we're just not going to have time to go out there because you and I travel for work and we're in the US once or twice a year, it'd be a bit much to then say, oh, by the way, I'm going again. You know, this is a, a Star Wars trip. So we'd have to try and either tag it onto a work thing or whatever, you know. So chances are we weren't going to go to the next one. So this was it for the next, you know, in certain number of years here until it comes back to Europe. That was it. But the fact that it's in Japan anyway, definitely not going. So that's 2025. So the next one's going to be at the earliest, 2027 exactly you know so it's and that's, a, it, that's a, yeah that is a, yeah that's a chunk of time and it's probably going to be the us so it's going to be at least 2029 20, minimum before it gets back to england so again you know it's cheaper than going out to the us and getting it or, or even you know going to a, a, a more local comic con um so it, it's yeah it's just why not when you're there if you you know if you can just get it done sort of thing you know we're, we're all in the we don't complain about spunking that kind of money on a on a on a collectible you know of course, so, yeah. yeah, it's the same sort of vibe for me. Um, Japan then. So yeah, we're probably not going to go to Japan. That's 2025. <laughs> it does look pretty cool. I would like to go to Japan, but I can't see that happening. Um, 
Let's talk for a, a little bit just about the merchandise side of things. So for me, there were a couple of different elements to the merch um, and to the merch kind of area. There was the whole like, you know, here's all the cosplayers, here's all the stands, here's all the, all the like the Fiverr first and the Mandalorians that have come and they've set up and you can take pictures. That was all very cool. Very, very badass stuff. Um, I want to talk about two different things, though, when it comes to merch. I want to talk about we had a 30-minute queue into the official merchandise store. Uh, there was a poster there, the Return of the Jedi uh, poster by Matt Ferguson was available there. Some other bits and bobs with that. I got a skateboard deck, which was very, for me, that was the best piece of merch there, um, just for the wall. Um, and then the, the the sort of the stands, the booths, the people that were doing what they were doing. Um, how did you find the official merch to start with? Did you get a deck? Did you get the official? You know it. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. You were there. You saw it. You were like, nerd. I love it. Geek. Mm. Right. Official merch then. Disappointed. Same, mate. With that. Average. A couple of little things. So obviously the skateboard deck. Very, very cool. No complaints with that. Very cool. And I got the t-shirt that I wanted as well. So that's cool. It was the 40th Jedi one with Vader on the front. Very cool. The rest of it though. Uh, I don't know. Like the only, like, uh, like if you've got small kids, you probably want to come back with a little, a little toy of some sort. The only thing they had was the little, um, uh, the little dude from the cantina. That's what I got. That's what I got my kid, Max Rebo. She loves it. Every time she sees him, she's like, Max! That's because she doesn't know any better. Oh, big time. It's not because I've told her that. Yeah, fast forward five years, she'd be like, Dad, what have you got me this for? This blue googly thing. No, I agree. It wasn't. It I expected great. a baby Yoda or nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that was that really. And I had some coats and jackets and some other t-shirts and stuff, but I don't know, just wasn't really, just not really fussed about it. And also like the pins and stuff, like mega expensive. <laughs> I, 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 I knew that when he, the guy told me the price at the till. I was like, well, you can put one of them back for a start. Yeah, innit? yeah. and what you're saying. Like on me, when I'm one? buying a, a pint in London, I'm like, put it back in. <laughs> you what? Get it back in the pump, mate. I'll save it for the next guy. I ain't paying that price. Give me half of it, yeah? <laughs> it's like, that'll be blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Why is no, it that much? Not. Yeah. Anyway, ended up putting a pin badge set back and then settled on two. Because they were, they were nuts, man. Yeah. I did like them. They're like... Oh, yeah, they're cool. Don't get me wrong. They're cool. Mm. Um... I think that they had a stocking issue as well. Everything was selling out by the time we got there, even on Saturday, man. That's like day two, middle of day two, mm. we got there. There was a lot of stuff not available. A lot of sizes not available and they were, they were not restocking them. The deck's badass. That's the key art. Um, so just Google, if you just Google Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023 skateboard deck, uh, you'll get pictures of it. It was the key art from the entire convention um, that is on the back of a deck. It looks really cool on the wall. Um, but even that was 75 quid. And again, I'm, I'm, would I normally pay that for that? No, I wouldn't. But am I going to come back and get key art from Star Wars Celebration on a, Star, on a skateboard? No, I'm not. So it was, again, it was that, when in Rome, you're, you know. Um, so I didn't mind that one. I've got to admit as well, I wasn't that fussed on the non-official merch. I thought there was a bit of a veneer to it. So there was some decent stuff, some collectible stuff that you can see everywhere and get everywhere. Um some nice stuff like the socks and the, the the shirts, the results shirts. I know you were a fan of them and, and you actually got some socks, but th- I didn't think there was that much else. And I think the prices were crazy. Like I saw, a st- you know, the Stormtrooper kit that you can get in Menkind where they're all sat around a table playing poker or whatever they're doing. That was like, that's 30 odd quid in Menkind, right? In Meadowall or wherever, Blue Water. 70 quid. 
they it on. And you just can't help but think that all the vintage toy people, because they were all selling the same stuff, they were all selling either vintage stuff, fine, or they were all just selling black series. There was very little originality there. Um, it was all the same stuff. And again, they just marked everything up, everything up. So it was almost... It was almost silly to buy that stuff because it's that is you can get that any like it doesn't matter whether you oh, I'm not going to be in Europe again. That's cool. You can get that in the US or where you can get that in other parts of Europe. So it's not like the key art deck where you had to be here in Europe at Star Wars Celebration to get it. So why would you spend that amount of money? But I know people did, and I just thought that I know why people do it, and I know why the retailers do it. But it just felt exploitative, dude. It did. It did a little bit. And you can tell there was... I've already seen a couple of content creators that have said exactly the same thing. There's a guy called Empire Toys 1138, I think the channel's called. And he did a little review. He's he's a guy that... His, his job is to, like, you know, go to toy fairs and cons and everything. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a trader, basically, for, for, for toys. And his sole focus for going on the same day that we were there was to was to check out the toys and merch and, and do all that stuff. And he was saying that it's crazy. It's crazy because you could go to, there was a couple of guys there that were from a toy shop that we really like in Leicester, the vintage toy shop in Leicester. And you could go to their shop any day of the week and you can pick up, I don't know, vintage X-Wing or TIE Fighter for probably, I don't know, 100 quid. Vintage in the box, maybe 150 at their store we walked past it a couple of times at their store there it was like 225 quid something like that and you mm. just think freaking hell you're, you're just it's for people that don't know any better unfortunately it's, the, it's those dudes that, I mean we're not experts but you know you can certainly tell when something's being marked up definitely and you just wouldn't buy it at a con you'd just never buy it at a con mm-hmm. that's it you yeah know? the only time you'd buy that stuff at a con is if you knew the person and you knew that they were not gonna be a dick you know, they were, they're actually going to do you a deal of some sort. Otherwise, or it was something that you'd, you know. you'd never get anywhere else. If it was something that you're like, no, I've never seen that and I'm unlikely to ever see it again. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's yeah. one of them. Um, all right, look, I've got to put a pin in it here. I've got uh, some other stuff that I've got to get to. Um, but the thing that we've not covered is the announcements. So I think on the next episode of Spark Rebellion, which will be not this Saturday, we're going to put this episode probably out straight away. I don't think we'll put this out on the Saturday. Should we just stick this one straight out? And then uh, Saturday, the 29th of April, we're going to be back with a normal news roundup where I think we'll open with all of the announcements uh, of everything from Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023. There is a link to them in the episode notes of this particular episode as well, just so you can get up to speed if you want to. But Gaz and I, because it's it's not a, that's not a 30 minute episode. That's a dive deep because there have been some fascinating announcements. So that'll be dropping here in the Spark Rebellion feed on the 29th of April, and you can just enjoy this roundup. Um, so, Gaz, we're going to shoot off in a second, but Star Wars Celebration. Are we going again? Would we go again? I think if it's back in the UK or Europe at one point and we've got nothing to do for that weekend, then probably skip the photo ops uh, and just have another chill day. Because the day before was pretty chill as well. We had a few uh, 
Three Brinks Keys. Few jars. I'd also just add to that as well. I'd do that. Um, or the other time that I'd go is if we could make a holiday out of it or a work trip out of it and it was somewhere like Anaheim again and we could be like, actually, we're already there for something or we can go there for a, a client thing or whatever. Um, so we'll see. Um, all right, you beautiful listener. Thank you for tuning in. Spike Rebellion will be back to normal on the 29th of April. In the meantime, enjoy the Mandalorian review podcast here in your Spike Rebellion feed or in the dedicated feed by searching for the Mandalorian review podcast in your podcast app of choice. I'll see you next time. Gazla, always a pleasure, my man. Yeah, it's been good to uh, give us the recap on this one. Uh, next week, we'll deep dive into all the announcements. So look forward to that. Until next time, take care of yourself and may the force be with you always.